Yo, John. Yeah, BJ. You think they're ready for this? Nope. Well, let's go then. Keep it real. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Keeping It Real. I am your host, BJ Parker. I'm your host, John Klinsman. What's happening, my man? Back at it again. Absolutely. We hey, we survived two episodes, and here we are again. I think the first two episodes have gone really well, I, getting a lot of great feedback. I I have to um, so to update you on kind of where we're at on the numbers wise. We're we're out of the gate flying. I mean, you know, in our industry, we're kind of a niche. You know, we're doing things, and it's you know, we're not going to. We hope that everybody listens, and eventually they will. But. Um, you know, when I started making the turn, I didn't think anybody would listen. And like I told you the story, we had seven the first day and, you know, it crept on up. And now now it's pretty good, you know. But I think we're, you know, we're at least, like I told you, we were three times as many on the first day. and But we're, we're, we're getting to where we're about 100 downloads per episode now, which for sure really starting, yeah. I mean, you know, that's good. If we get no better, no worse, we're doing really I know, well. I think. I know, and uh, and I'm excited about it. I think the feedback's been great. I, you know, um, people reached out and said, "Hey, love it. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You know." And I've been doing this for two years now on the other side, and and uh, this is this. You know, we're going to sit here and have some fun, and and I think the people are going to enjoy it. I had a chuckle because I um, I, I look at reviews all the time. Yeah, and. It's just something I do. It's what I do whenever I'm I'm doing my YouTube videos or whatever. And I saw we got someone with a one star. You know, and, <laughs> and it's kind of like getting a, a thumbs down yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather you rate us a one star than not rate us at all yeah. because you took the time to hate on us and give us one star. Yeah. Keep it coming. Keep, I, yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want a whole lot of those if we get multiple of those it's going to bug me but yeah. that one I'm, I'm i'm talking to the hater right now because he obviously took the time out of his day he listened to uh to rate us a one star yeah. so bring it on keep 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 listening because all you're doing is encouraging us to keep doing what we're doing because you listen yeah. so you know i found um i won't dive too much into it but i i had a couple of comments on my uh, uh like written reviews that yeah. I just I just didn't appreciate. It. I didn't think they were uh, accurate. I mean, they you know people say what they want to say, and they you know well for whatever reason they I don't know why people would take the time to say something mean or hateful. Yeah. But I had to petition um, iTunes to take it down, and I actually I, went back and read my review of your podcast. Yeah. You were you were a couple months in, and I I said you know it's good. Good podcast. Yeah. I'd like to hear more sports turf, which you've done since. Oh, yeah. You were trying to get your feet wet in the sports turf part. But I kind of thought my review was pretty darn accurate. Good podcast, doing good work. Yeah. I want to hear more about guys like me. Yeah. Well, you know, it could have turned – you would have probably not been a a, a fan had I stuck show, uh, you know, specifically to golf right. or anything related. I mean, it's like what, what do you really need to listen to? Unless you just like me for some reason or right. you like the content or whatever. Um, you know, so – I I realized pretty early that golf was going to give me a an in to get in, but you know I had to I had to branch out if I was going to create more listeners and you know it's just not everybody's going to want to come on and yeah. I want to talk about everybody. That's the way I learn anyway. So I don't think you can be a one trick pony when yeah. you're doing this. Yeah. You know, um, you can have your niche of of. 
people you talk to, but I think you need to branch out yeah. when you're doing something like this yeah. and talk to them, the masses, sure. you know, and, and, and get different guys in with different perspectives in. And you've done a good job with that on that. So what, so what is your thoughts on being a host of a podcast now? It's your second one. What are you, how are you feeling about it? You know, I'm walking around pretty tall. Yeah. I feel like I'm walking around like you did say you had the big head. I did. I did. What'd that, you try to sabotage me with the donuts for? <laughs> Man, I told you I went and worked out this morning. Well, the backstory on that is, um, <laughs> Milton came back from washing something, and he uh, he dropped one of the parts to that in the drain. Yeah. So he came back and he said, "I have the good news and the bad news, which is if if you've if you've ever talked to Milton, that's that's all the time. It's, yeah. it's no matter what you're discussing. So that's another um, great segment idea. But the good news was he brought donuts. The yeah. bad news was he dropped a ninety elbow into the drain. So we lost an elbow and we got twelve donuts. And you're coming back from the gym." So yeah, there is yeah, that. I, I did not eat the donut. I did not. Attempted me, but I did not. He says I, he did not. But so you want to? Um, I think I think we should uh, gravitate to having segments. I, I like the idea. Of, I got the good news, or was it? You tell me. Uh, you want the bad news or the good news? <laughs> yeah. yeah do you want the bad news or the good news? And maybe we bring Milton in, yeah. and he tells us a, a bad piece of news for the week and a good piece of news for the week. Yeah. <laughs> But or we've got the uh, what's the plan, John? Yeah, we've got that one. And um, what was the first one I, I said we had? I think it was just thirty seconds with Milton. Yeah, would be yeah. a good segment. I think we should still. Uh, I mean, we're going to end up just being all segments if we do this. But you know, <laughs> um, but, it'll end up being the Milton hour. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you know, Twitter's got to be a source of news at some point. We can talk about it and and have find something that's either funny or interesting or whatever. I feel like Twitter's been dead. The yeah. the the turf Twittersphere. But I guess it's because we're in that time of year where yeah. you're you're doing certain things, but you're not. Yep. There's not a lot going on. Yeah. You know, um, we this week went from we still had snow on the ground Monday to it was seventy and sunny <sighs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and now it's. A good day for a duck. Yep, if you are a duck. Yeah. Well, um, what did you get done this week? I did some. I did a lot of spraying. Um, let's see. I we uncovered greens. Um, you know, about it. Really, just kind of managed. I, I helped uh, champions run. You know, so I oversee some stuff out there, and so we were just. I just kind of back and forth over there, and just you know, it was really wet and. Not a whole lot you can do, but we did. We were able, we were able to get a lot, a majority of the golf course spray. We're putting out, which we'll touch on, but we're putting out uh, winter herbicide and some early uh, pre-emerge. So, gotcha. I mean, you know, just stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, here it is, Friday already. Absolutely. A couple of podcasts I did, you know, a couple of those. So, right. Oh, I'll and I want to talk about this at the end, but um, my music. I got to update you on that. So don't, okay. don't forget to ask me about it at the end. Okay. We can do that. But um, the uh, the big story in the news was uh, what happened with Tiger Woods this week. Did you did you happen to see any of it? I saw a lot of it, but yeah. I, I don't I don't pay a whole lot of attention yeah. um, to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Did uh, – go ahead and lead into it, and then I'll ask any questions that I got. Well, um, so, I mean, this wouldn't be something we would normally talk about, like uh, a news story, but I feel like that because it's who it is and because we cover, I at least cover golf, and, you, and you're, we're on a podcast where we discuss the industry, he has probably been single-handedly the biggest influence in our industry from a playing side and and getting uh, exposure on TV. Pros should think, every pro should thank him. 
for hey <laughs> that's what happens when you're live absolutely um but you know uh anyways he was in a um i don't know the circumstances i really haven't followed it all that well but in general if you haven't heard tiger woods early morning the other day was in a uh, single car uh, rollover crash um he was heading apparently to a meeting and um he i don't know if something ran out in the road i i don't i don't know what the circumstances that caused him to crash but he ended up crossing over a median going over rolling over several times and ended up on like a ravine or a bank it's hard to tell from air footage what the terrain was like but um apparently one of the people that live in the area talked about how dangerous that road is in general well they they did the from what i understand there have been several wrecks that are pretty severe um so this wasn't doesn't sound like it was uncommon but um he uh there was some early reports i think that he was cut out from with the jaws of life apparently that was not true he he they had to use an axe and pull him out through the front windshield um but he uh, suffered some pretty severe leg injuries he was conscious uh when when paramedics and police and all that arrived on the scene so that being said uh you know i guess the big question is or first off i'm as a person who enjoys watching tiger and has watched him his whole career you know, just glad that he's alive. I Absolutely. Mean, it brought back a lot of memories of what happened with Kobe Bryant last year. You know, pretty stunning loss of someone that's pretty, you know, my opinion, probably the second best basketball player of all time. We don't have to go into that. But, <laughs> um, but uh, I would agree with yeah. your, your assessment of the second best. Right. And I think Tiger Woods single-handedly brought golf to the forefront in the 90s. Now, there's been a lot of great players since yeah. that have helped with that. And, you know – when when Tiger came in, he was young, he was you know of color, yeah, um, and I, I think that helped in so many ways bring golf to the big time. It went from being the last segment on ESPN yeah. Sports Center to being the first, and you just kind of rooted for him. Right. He took the he took the hit um, later on in life where he got into some trouble or whatever, um, which you know w- when you're a celebrity like that. Things happen. If that was yeah. you or me, nobody ever knows about it. We re- happens we, all the time. We come back yeah. and we're fine. Yeah. When you're when you're of his stature, then then everybody yeah. all eyes are on you. And I think you know for for Tiger, he's got to be lucky to be alive, and then hopefully he makes it back and can play again at some point. Well, I think that's debatable. I don't. I I don't. I don't know if he's going to be able to. I mean, we'll. You know, if anybody can come back from it, he he certainly can. I mean, the dude won a U.S. Open on one leg, basically. Yeah. But the the good thing is he is alive. Um, you know, I'm sure down the road we'll figure out if he's going to try to attempt to play again. Um, I don't know if you listen to Clay Travis, and I didn't really read the article, so I'm just going on the headlines. But you know. Tiger may not be able to live out his, you know, final days playing golf, but he has his son, and this is what Clay was touching on, that that may be something that sort of piques his interest again in golf and training him and teaching him if he wants to. Right. And, you know, that that may be his, you know, final, you know, piece to the legacy. I hope for that kid, though, he doesn't treat him like his dad. I don't, yeah. treated, you know, if you watch – did you watch the Tiger Woods documentary? 
I did, but you know, I've I've read a I read a book that's on along the similar lines, and I just I hate the. Which slant. book did you read? It's called Tiger Woods. Okay, um, I forget the guy. It's a thick, pretty thick book. It's written by a sports reporter. Um, wasn't um, authorized by Tiger or anything, and you know, it paints. Tiger's had a rough go of it, man, and he it doesn't paint him in the best light. The one Tiger books, Tiger, <laughs> Jesus, the one Tiger Woods book that I've read was The Big Mess. Yeah. Um, that was what Rick, no, uh, Haney, t- t- uh, Hank Haney, Hank yeah. Haney. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, I mean, it doesn't paint tiger in the best picture, yeah. but as a, I'm a fan on the outside. Like I, yeah. I enjoy the game of golf. Really. I'm looking at the courses more than I'm watching the game. Um, I suck at golf <laughs> and that's fine, but I respect yeah. everything he's done for golf. Cause I think golf is where it is currently because of him. Sure. Of course, and you know, and he led the way for a lot of players down the road. And I'm not saying he was the the first great golfer, but golf was not thought of the way it was in the '90s until he came along. No, and you know, there'll be another someone like him that comes along and steals the you know limelight and and maybe does more or greater. I mean, that's been you know cyclical in terms of yeah. how that goes. But that's what you got to hope for sure. if you're a golf fan is that I, there's somebody that comes along. There's that, just so many good ones now. Yeah. But my thing is, is like how I've tied Tiger to sort of my story and kind of where I go with the things about life is, is that here's a guy who went through a lot. I never ever looked at Tiger as like the the moral compass or the you know the book on how to be a nor should we a, you know a great husband or father. I didn't. I mean, I watched him play golf, but he went through all of this you know difficulty and everything that went on with him, and he found a way to put his life back together, his game back together, to where he won arguably the greatest tournament that we have as a professional, the Masters, and beat everybody at, at his age. And after all, I mean, when he did, when I was sitting there watching, I just, I mean, I don't really cry a lot at sporting events, but that brought me to tears, especially when he hugged his son. It was kind of reminiscent of when his dad was there. And I just, you know, to me, that's – one of the greatest comeback stories of any person. And it's, it's, it's emblematic of, you know, if you're going through anything in life and no matter how bad it can get, there's a, you, you can write a different chapter or a different story and, and, and end up becoming, um, now granted, we're not all the greatest golfers in the world, but apply it to whatever you're doing, yes. you know? And, and, and so that's how, that's how I kind of take tiger. That's, I, I don't know him personally. I don't know anything about him, but you know, we. Um, it, it just seems to me that you can you can either look at him for the bad things in life and 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 sort of think he's a bad dude and all this stuff. And there's probably a lot of people that think that, but for me, I, I think it's a, a tremendous comeback story. We do that to everybody, though. We yeah. do that to all athletes, celebrities. We talk about how we don't want our kids to idolize them because of yeah. how they act. Well, then teach your kids how to be. Yeah. If you're teaching them at home, you don't have to worry about their their sports hero doing it or yeah. their their TV hero, whatever it is. Yep. You don't have to worry about that because you're teaching them at home and not allowing a celebrity to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's great advice. I mean, you know, as much as I don't like LeBron James, I mean, what what can you fault him? I mean, I, I don't agree with him a lot of times, but I mean, it's from what I understand, he's a wonderful father, wonderful dad. Yeah. Uh, all the qualities of someone, and you know, and if my son or your son or anybody wanted to, you know, idolize LeBron James, I mean, 
you know, what do you say? I mean, I just, I might not agree with his politics, sure. but if he's taking care of everything at home, yeah. who cares? Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, and I, I don't think we should take, I don't think we should take the microwave microphone away from athletes either. You know, there's a lot of people saying, well, if I don't want to see your, your politics on the yeah. field, fine. I understand that. Yeah. And you don't have to watch it. You have the right to not watch it, but they are also at the same time, they're human beings and they have a right to express how they feel. Sure. I mean, I, I don't, what gives you the right to express how you feel, but not as much as I, I despise him, Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. He's he's he was given the right by our country sure. to ba- to protest. Yeah, we might not agree with the way he did it or where he did it or what he did, but that's not that's not up to us. We we we're allowed to not agree with it, right? But it's not up to us to completely trash a man for doing what our military in this country fought for. Yeah, so. Quit putting the athletes on the pedestal, basically, and realize that they're just human beings like yeah. you and I are. Well, I, you know, we'll go down this dark rabbit hole if we keep talking this, but, you know, <laughs> the media doesn't do us any favors. <clears throat> Not at like, all. Like, sticking a microphone in a guy's face and asking question after – just why bring – put any more spotlight on it? It's n- – yeah. I mean – That's what my dad and I used to talk about when we watched NASCAR was yeah. you, get a, you got a guy that's going 200 miles an hour – around a track for three hours and then he gets wrecked and he's, he's pissed off at the wreck. Yeah, and you stick and then, and then they wanted to fine him for cussing on Mike or going to swing <laughs> on one of the other drivers. Well, yeah. that's kind of what you're getting when you go stick a microphone in their face, but yep. it's the same thing with, with these athletes yep. and you want to go ask them the human rights questions or whatever it might be. Well, guess what? If you put a microphone in somebody's face, they're going to say what they think. Look at what we're doing. Yeah. We're saying what we think because we have yeah. microphones in front of our face. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I, I fell under the 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 spell of Twitter yesterday, and I was watching TV about. And I'm not going into this very long, but the Mr. Potato Head thing. Yeah, and I, I and I tweeted I about saw that. Your tweet, and I was like, I'm going to if. And then I get sucked into a conversation, and I'm like, "It never fails." I'm like, "Why do I do it?" I, I mean, you know, I didn't say anything offensive. I didn't say anything wrong. I, I just, you know, sometimes having an opinion is just—I don't need to share it with the whole world. I mean, it's like I, I can realize that the world's gone crazy and mad, and other people might disagree, and and even 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 the people that respond, you know, they're friends of mine, but I don't. Sure. I don't get sucked into those conversations because, you know, we have different viewpoints. I mean, I can, I'm an adult. I can have adult conversations with people, but you know, I just, I think there's a lot of times when that becomes an issue is people want to make an issue of what someone thinks or feels. We've constantly got to make an issue of something. Yeah. And it doesn't help with the media, but I've, I've told Corbin before when he's had issues with someone having an opinion of him or whatever, yeah. that opinions are like buttholes. <laughs> Everybody has one and yeah. sometimes they stink. And so he'll finish that sentence now when I say opinions yeah. are like buttholes. And, um, you know, I think it's an important lesson to teach an 11 year old yeah. is everybody has an opinion. You're not always going to agree with it. Sometimes yeah. you just got to move on. Yeah. You know, and and I I'll go down those rabbit holes like you went down on Twitter. Yeah. I'll I'll do it on like the um local Facebook pages or whatever. People have stupid opinions on something yeah. and I feel like I need to be a smart butt. And you know, it's typical John, but sometimes you just got to move along yeah. and not let it get you down. Well, it's not going to solve anything. Not Nothing's going to change. Nope. You're not going to change anybody's opinion. I mean, 
It's That's what I've tried to tell my down. dad about politics yeah. is you're not changing anybody's opinion on Facebook. No, it's better to have a conversation and talk to someone face to face and and just kind of understand where they're coming from. I, uh, you listen to Simon Sinek at mm-hmm. all? He 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 preaches this about, um, I, and I will screw up exactly the lesson, but he's like, be the. Uh, you know, learn to listen, be the last one to speak sort of thing. Yep. So if you're in a room full of people or if you're listening to someone, don't don't be so quick to give your opinion. Wait till you hear everybody else's before you have time to say yours. Yep. And I think I think a lot of times that's hard to do. I think it's so important though. Yeah. I mean if we listen more to one another. Yeah. You know, I mean even let we can start transitioning this towards the industry. If sure. we if we listen it's a big part of leadership. Listening is a huge part of leadership. Yep. It's one of one of the L's of leadership, and it's listening to your guys. If you yeah. take the time to listen to what they have to say and their opinions on something or their reasonings for doing something a particular way, you might learn. Yep. Listen, learn. So it all it all goes hand in hand, and it's pretty fun how we got right back to that yeah. to that point and we're able to get ourselves out of this rabbit hole of we're going to go down a moral compass of the world, but <laughs> well, it's interesting. We start, you know, I wanted to touch on Tiger Woods, and that's you know kind of led us to a lot of different places. But you know, that's kind of our conversation is pretty real and authentic, and you know, that's that's what we're doing here. I mean, you know, I, I wish the best for Tiger. I hope he, re, you know, he he makes a full recovery. I hope he gets to walk again. I hope he gets to play again. But that's none of that's important right now. It's just getting his health back. and The getting, fact that he's alive yep, is amazing. Yep. And, it, and like you said to start it, if anybody can come back from it, yeah. it's going to be him. Yeah. Well, way to, way to wrap that, put a bow on that, because I you know, just wanted to touch on that a little bit and Absolutely. see how things are going. So um, no other way to segue in it, but you know, this time of year – we're in we're in kind of winter mode, especially around here in Middle Tennessee, um, and we're having to do some things that are prepare for some things that uh, are you know right around the corner. And I thought about uh, us because we might have homeowners that listen, or we might have people in our industry that are. Let's talk about some of your ideas around uh, maybe winter herbicide control and. Um, pre-emergent applications because for like basically crab and goose grass for the spring sure. around here but um we can talk about the fall application stuff like that down the road but uh what are your thoughts on it i mean do you what do you so what do you do around here sure that's so, the best place to start as you know we've got several overseeded ryegrass fields yep. so um this week we went out and and spread our pre-emergent um 30 zero 10 uh-huh um, with oxidizone and um, got that spread at two pounds per thousand on on all of our fields and um, on the um, on the dormant fields we'll we'll spray we we did a, we did a revolver spray on the practice football field because we had seen some POA, POA. popping up through yeah. there um, we've noticed actually a little POA probably from people walking on both now fields. those fields aren't o- right over they're not right. overseeded yeah. at all they yeah. don't want anybody to spray right no don't go spray revolver <laughs> on your ryegrass and oxidizone is the active ingredient for ronstar yep if anybody's there you go still learning so um we we've made a revolver spray on the practice field we need to make another cleanup spray yep just to get some of the lingering stuff and um we're gonna in that spray we're gonna add a little little roundup to it a little um 
little boost to help out with yep. anything that's straggling along. We were going to make a, a roundup spray on the stadium field as well with the revolver, but we noticed that we still have um, some green Bermuda grass in there. So we're going to going to hold off on that one and just go revolver over there to to help with the pole. Now, what rate what rate do you use for roundup? Now, BJ, you know I have to look at the label. <laughs> well, I'm, you know I'm going to throw you under. You I'm know not throwing I don't remember under. those things whenever you Aren't ask. you making the chemical sheet here? Oh, yeah. I have I have it right here. Yeah. but um, You don't have all these numbers on the top of your head? I cannot. I've got 11, 11 fields that yeah. I'm, I'm taking care of. I can't remember everything all well, the time. Well, while you get your notes, we go um, – you know, at I, around I hate you for that whenever you do it, right? <laughs> we we I I typically spray depending about thirty two ounces to the acre. So uh if that gives you I don't know where you're at. Some people go as low as sixteen, twenty. Um I don't know if I mean, you're really not gonna get any activity until you uh it's gonna be very slow, um, especially uh this time of year if you're in the cold weather. So but um I think you're pretty accurate being 32. I can't yeah. find it in the book yeah. right now. But well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about every rate you You should. absolutely should. <laughs> every time you get a chance, you should ask me about the rate. Um, and some, you know what that'll do? That'll just make you remember it. And I'm probably not going to. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, numbers just yeah. don't stay in my head. Yeah. You know, I couldn't remember phone numbers to the to the hot girl in, in school. Um, I would have to write them down and, yeah. then, and then repeat them to myself, like sitting on the school bus. Six one five, and I couldn't I couldn't remember it for anything. But um, so you know we I talked with um, Michael about what to do with the still having the green tissue on the Bermuda out there, and we still had like thriving green grass. Um, and he he just wanted me to go with the revolver. So yeah. you know that's kind of if I'm in doubt when I'm in doubt, I give Brownlee yeah. the call and and ask him exactly what he would do. Yeah. And that's what he would do. So we were going to get that done this week, but um, just ran out of time. Yeah. You know, that was – I was hoping to get it done yesterday, and I had a I had a meeting with a stormwater guy. So that took up about two and a half hours oh, wow. of the day. Yeah. So it was time to get the rest of the pre-emerge out, and um, the guys were working on setting base anchors on softball yeah. and getting it ready. Because um, with the snow last week, we were – you know, we're probably a week behind – where I want to be, but we're probably truly two weeks behind just yeah. because of everything else. So you put the um, pre-emergent out on a granular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? What? Excuse me. Why do you? Uh, for I mean, I kind of know why, but what? What is your reasoning behind going with Ronstar or Oxidizon? Well, we've we've swapped it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. every couple of years. Yeah. Um, just being completely real and transparent yeah when i go to michael and i talk about ready for a pre-emergent yeah i go with what he's recommending at yeah. the time yeah. i mean that, I, that's a terrible answer <laughs> um but it's just a real honest answer and yeah. you know and we'll talk back and forth about it but at the end of the day i'm going to trust his judgment on what he's seeing and what he's hearing from yeah. you know the phds with his company and which is simplot yeah um if they want to throw a sponsorship our way. Um, but, you know, really it's just going with what what him and I come up with. Right. You know, there's no – I don't have a great answer for it, you know, as far as what I, what else well, I would be I mean, using. But Well, 
to be perfectly honest with you, Ron Ron Star, I'll just use the trade name, um, is probably the, most definitely is the safest for you to use. I mean, you're not going to have any issue if you have winter kill of getting recovery. You know, all the other ones, prodiamine, um, pendimethalin, those do they have some issues with you know root you know root inhibition. Uh, you know, they, they, they stunt the roots, can, uh, you know, have some harmful effects on the rooting of new sod or, or you know, sod that was a little weak, maybe from winter kill or whatever. So, Ronstar is pretty safe. You just got to put it out before it starts to green up. Yeah, there's you know? no doubt. I mean, you know, um, I had a horror story about spraying. Um, it wasn't on purpose, but, um, you know, we cover greens in the winter and um, – because we because we do that, the the grass around the greens and the green don't doesn't go fully dormant. I mean, it pretty much even if it's cold as it gets, you can keep the the the, the temperature elevated enough that they just won't go completely dormant. Oh. They look a little funky, but and you know we paint them, but uh, but if you put Ronstar on them, they will not. You won't notice it until, but it won't it won't green up i mean it'll just sit there it looks like you've sprayed it and uh you know some the good thing was is through some um heavy airification fertility was able to grow it back in it took a probably till about june or july i would say so that's not good when you have a four foot path on your greens <laughs> collar <laughs> like what in the world happened now of course it had roundup in it too and you know so there's a couple other you know so you learn you learn lessons the hard way yeah you do i mean for sure you know but if you're listening to some i guess the take home is is a, now is the time you need to be you probably are late if you're thinking about it in our industry golf or sports turf or whatever and you know weather becomes really crazy um you know, yeah, this week worked out great yeah. for getting it out because we had the rain coming. Yeah, you know, and um, just being able to get it out this week, we knew this might be our last window. Yeah, of it sitting there and getting it out. You know, the 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 goal was to get it last week, but it wasn't even getting here last week. Yeah, so we were able to get it out this week, and that that definitely took a weight off the shoulders. Well, I, it makes you feel, you know. <laughs> You just don't have – that's one thing off your plate that you have to it worry is. about. And, you know, with Ron Starr, get, you know, long, you know, the longevity of it, it's pretty good. Do you do anything follow-up in the summer? Do you you feel like if you just post-emerge anything, if, uh, if you yeah, see something pop up? Yeah, you know, up? we might spot spray or yeah. something if we see something pop up. But typically we we don't have too much of an issue. We'll, we'll still – in the past, we saw quite a bit of crabgrass um, over at our lower school campus yeah. towards August – I guess in August it's goosegrass, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, we saw quite a bit of goosegrass in the past. This year we didn't see as much. Yep. So obviously whatever we're doing is working. Yeah. Um, there were times I would get out there and start plucking it. Yep. You know, I had a bent screwdriver and I'd start plucking it out just because I hated the looks of yep. it. But you start trying to hand spray too much of that, then you got dead spots all around right. and it's just not very appealing. Well, a, a trick that I've learned and and – from just kind of observation is is goosegrass is heavily dependent on compacted soils. Mm -hmm. So if you you can naturally eliminate or control a, a large a large portion of goosegrass just by the soils being opened up, airification. That's the issue over there yeah. is you can really airify over there one time a year. Yeah. You have one time you might be able to get it twice during your window right. if you're lucky. 
but the the game field at at our small campus is it's used for PE and it's used for all kind reset. It's used yeah. for everything plus the sports that's played on it. So yeah. it's constantly getting heavy traffic, and you would see the areas where they all walk onto the field uh-huh. is where your goose grass would be. Mm-hmm. Then out in the center, you'd be fine because, as we all know, nobody goes to the center of the field. They all stay in one area as close to the entrance <laughs> or exit as they can exactly. possibly get. So you not only have the sports fields, though, here. So talk about what your plan is with – I know you, you, you talked last time about the contract and aspect of the landscape and landscape beds. Do you know what they do at yeah, all? Yeah, um, I was actually just talking to um, Eric O'Neill with Brightview, and um, he has started using Michael as his supplier for a lot of items. There you go. And they're getting ready to put their pre-emergence out, not only in the grass areas, but in the in the bed areas yeah. under the pine straw or with the pine straw, because yeah. we'll, we'll get a new pine straw app at, during spring break. And so they'll put a, pre-emer- a granular pre-emergent out up under that pine straw to help anything from sure. from coming up during the summer. Yeah, they they were fighting a losing battle last year. Um, the company we had used before didn't pre-emerge. Um, they actually threw the pine straw down on existing weeds before ever spraying them. Yeah, they were gone, and Brightview came in, and it was for a solid two months it was a mess you know and and bless their hearts i'm i'm calling i'm chewing them out because i'm getting i'm getting chewed out so we all know shit rolls downhill (laughs) um and they're getting the calls and you know at times they're just throwing their hands up like we're we're fighting a losing battle right i understand that but my bosses don't typically understand that problem sure you gotta you gotta attack it so I had to kind of have that heart to heart with them that we've got to get this taken care of no matter what it takes. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they've actually got a plan coming into the year with some pre-emergence going under that pine straw, killing what's already there, right? putting some pre-emergence down on the ones that aren't there yet. And then going forward. And I'm hoping, I'm, I'm truly hoping we see a much better, much better year for them on their part, yeah. you know, um, fr- from, from their plan of attack. Isn't it crazy how weeds, the presence of weeds, can make someone's perception, even ours, you know, that everything is out of whack or something, you know, it's crazy. Like I, I, it's hard, it's hard for us not to. That probably to me is the single biggest thing to me. I'm like, gotta get these weeds. I mean, what's going on here? And 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 even though everything might be okay, and I'm focusing on like this little one or two percent problem. It just, it's weird. It's kind of funny to me how um, just seeing weeds in a flower bed or somewhere, and you're like, this last whole place summer, is crap. Last summer, the campus looked beautiful. The grass was great. Yeah. The fields were great. Our beds were trash yeah. from weeds. And it made me feel like everything was undone. No matter how perfect of a field I'm looking at, everything was undone. Yeah. Brightview knows that I, I pull into the tennis center entrance and I come up the ramp. They know that the ivy that grows up onto the ramp at the tennis center and the weeds that typically like to grow to the right side of that are the two things they need to hit first because they know that's my entrance for the day. Yeah. And if the first thing I see is ivy flowing down over the cap or weeds – they know my whole day is wrecked at that right. point because I'm thinking the entire campus is trash, even though that might have just been the last part right. they were going to get. 
Um, so they they pretty much know this is where we start, and then we go and attack. First other impressions, things. man. And that's what I tell them, you know, yep. for my bosses. Like, don't yep. let my bosses walk not be yep. beautiful. Don't let the entrance where the students drive or the new the new students are coming in, yep. you know, touring with their parents. You know, landscape is the first thing everybody sees. Sure. If your landscape is off, it doesn't matter how great your walls are painted or how great your architecture around campus is. If your landscaping is off and it's the first thing they see, yeah, everything is off for them. Whether they admit that or not, it's yeah. that first impression that they saw that things just aren't right here. So Brightview knows landscaping is high on my priority. You're going to have to get them to promote this. I mean, uh, sponsor us. You keep mentioning their name. Absolutely should. <laughs> the um, One of the things that I, I, I would like to get your opinion on is the idea of spraying um, – pre-emergence specifically versus granular applications. Do you have a lot of experience or have opinion one way or another? I know that for me personally, um, granular is easy. Um, you can get it out. You can kill two birds with one stone. There's a lot of you know things you can do. Um, I, I, I feel like spraying is, and at the end of the day, is more effective because you get where you need it, what you want, and a variety of other benefits. You can add stuff to the tank. You can do, you know, you can do all the things that it might take longer and it might be a little bit more um, high tech or so to speak. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? I've always done. So, and I, I hate this answer. It's because it's what we've always done. Yeah. I, that's the worst answer anyone can ever that. give me, but I enjoy the granular app yep. of, of the pre-emergent, you know, and it, I think a big part of it is what you just said. It, it's simple. It's easy. Um, I can have everybody on my crew doing it at one time if need be, if we're pushed for time. Right. Um, I don't have to load up the spray rig and go to the lower school. I can send his bags over to him. He can get them out himself while we're over here getting all, all of our fields. Um, you know, with the 30-0-0 or 30-0-10, we're getting a nice shot of nitrogen to yep. help boost the ryegrass. Um I've never not seen results from the granular, so I've just never gone away from it. Right. If 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 there were ever a time when I didn't see the results from it, then you know we might start transitioning to it. But it's really it's it's what you said. It's it's easy. Yeah. Um. Probably at the end of the day, I'd have to sit down and look at it. It's probably more cost effective with all the acreage we need to do right. to do the granular versus right. the liquid. But it it's something that I've. That's that's what we've done, and I actually enjoy doing that one. Well, there's something to be said for it if it works. If it's yeah. working, why change why it? You know, it? I think you mentioned earlier about um, you know rotating your you know active ingredients sometimes. Yeah. You know, just to so you don't get any resistance or yeah. or whatnot. And you know, around here, POA resistance is a big thing. I think Dr. Brosnan and I, he can shoot me a text if I'm wrong, but I think he said something like 55 or 60 percent of all POAs um, has resistance. <laughs> so. Poe is so nasty. I mean, it, you know, and, and you, you've got to attack it in a bunch of different ways. You and, do. And different times of the yeah. year, depending on what you're seeing when. Yeah. It, it's a slippery slope once it starts yeah. growing on you. Yeah. Do you have any experience or do you have you ever uh, used Simazine at all in like the late it. fall? No. You know, it's a good, cheap product. It has some post emergent activity. Um, I actually just sprayed some on a, a, a lawn. Um, wasn't. It was their choice, but you know, it's just a, a cheap, easy thing to use. And 
Um, but as far as, you know, pre-emergent and post-emergent applications, kind of, you know, for Bermuda grass, it's, it's a pretty handy one. Have you heard of Spectacle? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Have, any thoughts about that? No. No. It's pretty pricey, I think. Um, but um, we're, I'm going to actually use it for the first time on the golf course. We're doing a – so our pre-emergent plan is we did uh, one pound of prodiamine with uh, 32 ounces of Roundup and uh, a half ounce – is a half, a half ounce per acre of MSM, which is just another herbicide. Mm-hmm. So that tank mixture, we went out and sprayed the whole golf course, tees, fairways um, – uh, roughs around the greens we went with monument only so that was just to clean up any poa around the greens and whatnot and then around april once we see that we don't have any winter kill or, or anything like that um, we're going to spray spectacle and that's supposedly going to give us a season-long control back to when we would winter we would spray back in the winter uh, according to the label and according to um Sales salesmen and people that I've talked to, I get about 10, 10 months control over that. And so that should, and and in all honesty, this is what they did last year before I came on, and the golf course looked pretty clean with, uh, you know, very little weeds, uh, crabgrass and goosegrass looked pretty controlled. Um, so, I mean, like I said, if it's working, it's working. It's working. It. And, I, and, I, and that program seems to be pretty fail-safe. Um, I don't know. We'll see, um, but uh, you know that's that's what our that's what ours is. I've so. noticed that just following Twitter turf, the golf world seems to to spray more of their their pre-emergence. Yeah. Where I, I think the sports turf world is a majority granular. Yeah, probably for what we just talked about. It it's it's easy to do. Yeah, it's quick and simple. And sometimes this time of year, you know, it might it might be too wet to get your spray rig out yeah. depending on how big your rig is versus going out with a spreader and spreading it. Now I did use the tractor this week, but if it had been too too wet, yeah. we would have gone out with hand spreaders and spread it that way or sure. push spreaders and spread it that way. I, I, I got away from granular applications with, with like pre-emerge and things like that. Uh, for that very reason, one, my assistant or whoever was doing, it, I could trust, I could see where they're going. They use the dye or the foam indicator, yeah. and I could see the the area and the coverage we get. Um, you know, I can add whatever I, I want to the tank, and so I like I said, I can kill two birds with one stone. It just gave me more flexibility to and peace of mind because normally we didn't have the setup. I mean, we're you're how many acres you got? Quite a few. 13, well, 13 know, 14 is what we treated for. The golf course is 100 and something, you yeah. know, and so it's a, it's a, you know, you ain't walk spreading that. No. You know, you have to have some piece of equipment. And you know, although we do, it takes two or three people to haul bags and you've got, you know, so normally we would contract that out, get a, you know. a One of those bulk spreaders. Yeah, bulk in. spreaders in. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you don't have somebody riding or they're not familiar, you know, they might have skips or whatnot. And then they have the, the you know, a big, piece of equipment on your golf course so a lot of those factors in uh you know uh once i started thinking about it i said well i don't i'm just i don't want to pay that acre per acres sure. charge I, i'm already paying my assistance let's just do it ourselves yep. and that's 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 really the reason why we started spraying it and 
I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. I think you're right. I think most people with large acreage and think, and or I'm already paying people and I've got staff here, I'll just spray it. And, you know, but if you put it out with granular, there's no issue with that either. I know um, Eric at CPA, he maintains their sports fields over there. He yeah. said he had um, Chris Medvecki coming in. Yeah. With Lynn Ray's group. Sure. Um, to spray their, their pre-emergent. So I know he's going with a spray pre-emergent. Um, but we were talking about the granular that I had. Yeah. You know, Michael had this – this granular is um, like – specialty blend so he had sure. to get a couple different guys to go in and all get together to make it yeah which you know that's pretty neat too at the same time when you know you're getting something specially blended for you um since we've gotten the spray rig i will say we have cut way back on our granular spreads yeah. throughout the season yeah you know um the most granulars we spread are basically this time of year we've got the we've got the pre-emergent we've got um our organic spread that twelve four six, um, yeah, coming up, and then um, we've got a lime app coming up in April, and then we'll spread them a hand few a handful of time handful of times. Sure, easy he's, enough for me to he's, say. Easy enough for you to say. Um, we'll spread them a handful of times throughout the season, but it you know yeah. we went from back when I first took over, we were spreading granulars every month to we're spreading them a heck of a lot right. less now and doing a lot more sprays. Right. So, I mean, I definitely see where with what you're saying with, you know, you can add the multiple concoctions to your tank and do yeah. all that stuff. It's just been, like I said, at the start, we've done the, we've done the, the granular pre-emergent since the beginning. And yeah. I honestly enjoy it. You sure. know, it's a, it's always a fun day just to go out and spread fertilizer. Well, I think that you got to do whatever you enjoy and do what works for you. I mean, whether it's spraying or granular, you know, if anybody's, you know, I, I'm, if you're doing this uh, and you're in our industry and you do it for a living, you, you've settled in on a process, yep. a routine. And there, nobody, I'm not, we're not trying to, we're trying to just kind of talk through some of the content of, and, and sort of give our opinion about what we're doing because we do apply it. We, it's real world stuff and you know, it might not work for somebody else, but this is what we're doing. And, yep. but I've always been one that's, you know, always asked questions, always tried to figure out a different way to do things. And, and, and it goes back to what I was saying about the, the weeds being prevalent. It's a, in, in our industry, it is a indicator of how well, or not well things are going. Absolutely. And, and it can be as, you know, you can have a boss who has a, is a stickler for a particular, you know, issue. Um, you, you yourself have high standards. You want the gla you know, grass to be clean. You don't want it to have weeds. I mean, the, def the sole definition of a weed is, is anything growing out of place. I mean, so. Yeah, I try to tell I mean, my wife I a tree's that. a weed if it's not supposed to be in the middle of your field. I try to tell my wife that. We get these little purple weeds they're flowers yep. it's, it's like a wildflower sure. basically that the person that lived there before us planted and um i will be real open and honest my yard is trash absolutely 100 <laughs> isn't that trash. funny how that works out you need to hire somebody <laughs> i actually pay a guy 30 dollars every other week to mow yeah. just because i don't feel like going home and mowing but she loves these keeping it real i did that as for all the years i lived in on the home i i never uh I, I paid somebody. I hate I going home and mowing. Yeah. 
I, I, I despise it. Weed eating, mowing. No, I took care. Of, I took care of pre-emerging and doing the yeah. applications, but I, I just let somebody. My yard looks like trash. Paid them but, thirty bucks a week and whatever. Um, <laughs> but she loves these little wildflowers that'll grow up. Yeah, and she'll be like, "What is it, John? It's a weed. Yeah, it's in the middle of my yard. It's a weed." <laughs> and she's like, "No, yep. yeah, <laughs> that's what exactly what it is. It's growing where I don't want it. Right, exactly." So do you, um, the applications you touched on fertility-wise, talk a little bit about soil samples because I know people are sending in soil samples, getting their plans ready for the year. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, what what did you do at the golf course? We, we, so I guess everybody kind of differs. Yeah. We take soil samples every single year. Yeah. And I, I know that's probably overkill. Do you do, now, Soil samples and tissue samples. Are, we do soil. You, you don't do we, any tissue no, samples no, at all? No tissue. Why, not, we, why don't you do tissue samples? Just Once again, I never have. You and, might want to start. Why? Well, it gives you an idea of where your nutrition is. It's all based on nutrition. You okay. know, you're going to take clippings from your mowing, send them in, see uh, where you're deficient, what you need. Could give you an uh, uh, indication of you're doing too much, not enough. You know, so it gives you... Uh, just more information about okay. what you're doing, because um, soil sample. You know, I be, I'm a I'm a big believer, and I and I'm pretty sure you are, but I don't know your opinion on this. But the soil is where everything starts. Yes. So you have to be correct in what you're doing there. Um, nothing's going to really grow to its maximum potential because the everything comes from the roots and its production and what we're doing. Everything outside of that is what everybody sees. And so the soil can be great and the grass can be deficient, but it looked fine. Okay, so what I want to hear is if you're a sports turf guy and you're still listening, we haven't bored you yeah. or you haven't turned us off, do you do tissue samples? Because I don't hear of a lot of sports turf guys, especially in this area. Yeah. Now, you know, somewhere else maybe – but I don't hear of a lot of sports turf guys doing tissue samples. Typically, it's the soil samples, right. and they're doing it every couple of years. So what I was asking when I was kind of leading into that um, – When I interrupted you? Was not for you to tell me I'm wrong in what I'm doing, BJ, <laughs> but for – you know, like I said, we do our soil samples every year, and we've, we've started a lime app because our pH was off. Our, okay. our pH was, was low, and we've started a lime app, and – it was kind of satisfying to sit down with last year's sample and put it side by side with this sample. Now, I had to take the stadium field out of the equation because it was tilled up. It was kind of disturbed. So a lot of those nutrients that were down deeper came up, and the pH on it is perfect. Um, actually, it's 7.1, so it's not exactly perfect, but yeah. it's close enough. Um, but the so for all the other fields, you noticed a you know a tenth or whatever um, of a movement in it, and it was it was just satisfying for me yeah. to see something we we started last year. We had never done the lime apps that I know of um, in my five years at Innsworth. We had never done the lime apps before, and to watch that pH starting to finally tick up to right. where it should be, which. That tells me we're doing something right, but sure. but that's why I enjoy. That's why I was asking how often you do yours. Is I like to see those yearly results. Now I'm I can see why a lot of people wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, because if you don't see that immediate result, you know, I mean, we're talking. Well, it's harder to change the soil. Um, you, I mean, you can you can be deficient in calcium, and it take you 
two years to change it. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's tied up. I mean, the I'm not I'm no soil biologist by any means, or but I mean, what little I understand, it's just hard to free up stuff. It's all there, yeah. just whether it's available or not. Right. And so that that's always been the the bug to me is like, what the heck? What, why can't it not be available? What's what is why is there what is a, it doing that it can't come help well, me? Well, it's not that. I'm not I'm not that. But it's like I'm like. What, why is there not a product that I can put it out there and knock all this stuff and get it in yeah. the soil solution so it's available? And so that the, that's why the soil testing is critical um, in a lot of ways because it takes so long to – you can predict something bad's going to happen or something, you know, you start having sure. a decline uh, and you have to start working on it. And, you know – most most likely, I don't. I mean, we only did soil samples for the greens. Um, I don't recall ever doing them for the uh, teas or fairways. Well, or anything your like that. greens are my fields. Right. I mean, it's the same thing, right. just really large right. greens. And and so we would do that once a year, send them off, and you know, you're and then you manipulate that through your applications. Tissue testing, we would do whenever we want it i mean sure. once a month once every two weeks whatever just you just get a gauge on what's what the grass is actually doing and gives you information about how healthy or not healthy it is so that's what i want to hear from other yeah. i mean even if you're in the golf world please feel free to reach out hit us up on twitter at keep it real pod yeah. um and let us know how often you're doing yours because I, I mean i'd really like to see how often everybody's doing theirs just Let's interact. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's see what you're doing. We're, we're sitting here with a mic in front of us. <laughs> you guys are kind of the voiceless ones. So help us help us know what you're doing so we can start discussing that as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to get feedback one way or another, and people are going to tell us we're wrong or whatever, and that's fine. I want you to. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But I, I think an engagement on this on our end would be – you know, just having conversations about because sure. we can't talk to everybody, but we can get no. But we can a, read yeah. their response sure. on you know, or shoot. Maybe we need to get some type of phone line where people can call in <laughs> and and fuss at us for what we're That's saying. That's possible, or, or for me not knowing my rates right offhand. Um, and I was going to lead into that as well. What do you use to keep track of what you're spraying? As you see, I've got my Bible sitting yeah. here next to me. I also put it. I put it on on the internet. Or not on the internet, yeah. but in a, in a spreadsheet, so that my guys can can view it as well. If I have the Bible with me or right. whatever, but what do you use? So uh, personally, if I'm doing some, I have an, a, a note section on my phone yep. where I just keep track of everything: uh, how many acres I'm spraying, um, what I'm spraying, what the rates are, and and, I, and the dates. So for tracking purposes, it's pretty simple. Sure. Uh, for the golf course, and we would have a designated pesticide application sheet yep. and it would have the date the weather um you know all the pertinent information yep. uh who sprayed um you know uh I, and all the details on there i mean any special notes what the what the product was we were praying you know so it pretty much a pretty detailed document it's just a one-page document but um and then we kept that in a binder and you know typically you would keep you know two or three years worth just so you have, you know, enough information to kind of plan for the next year and what you did, you know, and that's it. So. One of the reasons I like keeping my Bible. Well, that's I, perfectly fine. Well, one of the reasons I like keeping that is because if the day comes and I'm not at Innsworth, that's still mine. 
this computer is no longer mine at that point, yeah. but that book is, and I have a starting, I know, you know, let's say I'm still in the same area yeah. with the same general stuff. I know what worked here. Yeah. I have a starting point of what I can possibly use there. Right. You know, it's like I'm not starting all over and having to rack my brain, what did I do for this problem? You know, like for, you know, my spring dead spot spray, I wrote down what the spray was for. I knew what it was for, but I wrote down what it was for so that I I, I did the same sure. thing with the fairy ring spray. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't know what that was for. It was just I wanted to write that down so when I see it again, I can see those words in the book, and I know yeah. here's what I did the last time. Probably, let's be real, I'm going to call Michael. <laughs> this is what I did last time. Yeah. What do you think? Right. You know, Um I'm sure many people listening are thinking, oh, he relies on that guy way too much. Not that I rely on him. Yeah. It's good to have It's a good guy to call yeah. just to, as he would say, phone bitch on my, on my way home. Right. Use him as my distraction on the way home. So we'll talk all things whatever just to discuss what we're doing yeah. or what our next steps are or whatever. You know. Yeah. And I think everybody's probably got that guy in their corner. I know, I know you've got yours – it's good to have people that you can bounce ideas off of, have them tell you something new or, you know, just give you their opinion. I mean, why go at it alone? I hate calling somebody, though, yeah. and running an idea by them, and they're like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. No, I want you I want you to think. There's, there's one guy in particular I'll call, and I'll talk to him about an issue on whatever, and it's always, yeah, it's a great idea. It's yeah. never – He's going to challenge me. Michael will constantly challenge me. We might get to the same end result. Right. He might have the same answer I have, but he wants me to think about that answer instead of just telling me that was good. Yeah. He wants me to sit there and kind of doubt myself right. for a split second before he tells me, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because he wants to see if I'm thinking anything else. Well, that, that's a sign of someone who's trying to get you to think and learn and, and understand what you're, you know, the process and what you're yeah. going through. And, you know, there's there's no real wrong or right way to do this. I mean, it's no. it's impossible to kind of think you can wing it on your own. I mean, at the there's end of a the lot day, of guys we're just that, growing grass. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the truth. And you know, it's not. I mean, I hate the term. It's not rocket science, but you know, you just get to a point where you get dialed in and you and you sort of get stuck in this routine. And and it's good to have backup. It's good to have information. It's good to to understand that new technologies are coming along and different ways of doing things. But at the end of the day, you got to do what works. You got to do what works for you because your fields here are not going to be like the fields down the road. Nope. And you, you, they, a guy may call you up or gal and say, Hey, I got a question about something. And you can say, here's what works for us. What are you dealing with? You know, you have to sort of ask yep. them questions to get them to give you an answer that you might be able to say, Hey, here's what may work. Thomas you know? Trotter and I have that discussion all the time. Yeah with dirt more than anything it's with it's a discussion about dirt because the two seasons we play on you know we started practice this week yeah we started practice with a blanket of snow on the field on monday on tuesday they were on the dirt because of the things we do to it where the things i do to my dirt are completely different than the things thomas yeah. does to his dirt because he's playing a different season yeah you know he's not going to nail drag and open up his field constantly the way I am because I need to dry my field out a majority of the time where he needs to get his field more right. wet a majority of the time. So we have that same conversation 
all the time and yeah. we're you know we're 20 miles apart or sure. whatever if that yeah so you know and it, it's always interesting to both of us how different our dirts react to certain things yeah. um we are now playing on two different types of dirt but so they are going to react differently but uh-huh. at the time when we had basically the same thing yeah it was amazing to watch how differently they reacted yeah well, I, you know, like I said, I think it's good to have, you know, people that you can in your corner and you can, people you can talk to and, and, you know, hopefully you can come to a, a good sound decision about anything, yeah. you know, and I think that's true with anything. But before we got too deep into our episodes, I thought that, you know, we're going to talk about content, pre-emergent applications, fertility, but specifically like what are you doing in the winter around here? I mean, every area is different. We're going to, somebody might listen to this and you know japan and they're sure. they're like well why you know I'm, I'm on a different climate you know but the ideas are the same sure and you know some of the principles are the same and i hope we get some interaction about that is there anything that we glossed over or didn't discuss that you want to i mean i'm not I, there may not be i don't want to i don't i don't want to have a long pause about it but i just i mean it's it's a hard it's a hard subject to tr- you know cover in 30 minutes or whatever but you know it's just like I think we touched on the high points. And, I think so too. And you know, got. And I want to hear what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So, reach out to us on our Twitter handle or whatever, whether it be our personal ones or yeah. our, or our our podcast one, and let us know what you're doing. Did yeah. you did you have a granular app this year? Did you have a liquid app this year? You know, are you um are you doing the tissue test? Are you doing the soil samples? Yeah. Like, I w- I want to hear these things. Because I want to see what other people are in our area, yeah. but wherever you are, make sure we know where you are too. Don't yeah. don't fudge with us and tell <laughs> us you're down the road. Um, but I, I want to know what everybody else is doing. I want some interaction. I was trying to get some interaction last night on the Twitter on the Twitter handle, asking everybody what they did this week. Didn't get one response. Well, we got to get some followers. Come on, guys. We got to get some followers. Make sure all our settings are going everywhere. Absolutely. So, dad calling me. Um, Hi, Dad. Yeah, I should answer it on the podcast. You should put oh. it on speaker. <laughs> I'm not. By the way, I'm not the friend you put on speaker ever, especially if you're recording a podcast. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that uh, under advisement. Under advisement. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, you know, I, I just think that uh, you know this pre-emergent thing is you know one that people need to you know find their find what works, find their yeah. routine, and. And um, you know, and we, don't let BJ tell you granulars are wrong. No, I'm I like my. You did say that. No, I didn't. I, I you, like, you misheard me. Then <laughs> I like my yeah. granular app. Speaking um, of that, I asked you about what if we find something on Twitter this week and talk about, and you send me a picture of you holding in your bare clean, hand some clean. You know, you're gonna, you know you're going to have some hater going. What are you doing over there? Oh, I was adjusting the mic because no, was, I'm talking about holding fertilizer in your hand with, with a pre-emergent chemical I, on it. I licked my hand afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I've stayed so healthy yeah. so long? <laughs> Licking fertilizer. I, I worked. For, I, I'm, I'm fully grown. It's not going to yeah. stop me from growing. I, I worked. One of my early boss mentors. He told me. He said one time, and I still say it to this day. I won't say it like he said it, but he. He uh, he said this is this stuff's so safe you can put it on your salad. <laughs> Absolutely, I use that all the time because you know the perception is that what we do is yeah. just dangerous, dangerous, and all this. I mean, I don't. Eat, I think I work with one chemical that has a, a a danger. I had so I was spreading on the practice field yesterday, yeah. and we had a a the one of the girls' PE classes was 
working out on the sidewalk around it. Well, I had already spread on the edges. We had already blown off the sidewalk. No big deal. Um, And I was asked if it would hurt any of the kids. And I said, well, it might help some – it might be able to help the pre-emerging stupidity not come out of them. But other than that, we're perfectly fine. And he was like, I wish we would create something like that. Well, we did, and then we put warning labels on everything, so we, yep. we've we kind of stopped that. But um, it doesn't bother me to hold the chemical. My guys will freak out if I've got Roundup on my hands or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I, I don't have any more. It, it seems to come off now with Dawn, but that blue dye, I can't I, – even if I'm wearing gloves, I can't get it not to get on me. So – You know, the indicator? Okay. It's just everywhere. We use a foam indicator. Yeah. So we don't have the blue dye, but when I'm when I'm spraying ambient, um, I'll, I'll get it. One drop will cover my entire hand. Yeah, and we, it's and so we concentrated. Found, so we found this. Um, we found this bar of soap at the paint supply store down the street that's got like grid in it, and it's yep. got like a scrub brush on it, and that is the only thing that will get it off my hand within a week. Yeah. You know, because like I'd, I would normally walk around with green on my hands for a solid week. Well, I could probably solve that by wearing gloves when I'm mixing the tank. Exactly. But I refuse to do that. <laughs> Dawn, for whatever liquid detergent, works really well in getting it off. But, uh, man, I, I drives me insane. I don't, I don't understand how I can get it on me, even wearing gloves. One of the things that'll bug me is I do, I'll do some YouTube videos. I mentioned them earlier in the show, but I do them with baseball cards yeah. and opening up a mail day or a pack of cards on YouTube. And one of the things I watch whenever I watch other guys do this is their hands. Like, are their fingernails clean? Are their, are their hands dirty? <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see like warts or something on their hand and be like, dude, you got to take care of that before you put it on the camera. And then I'll... I'll realize I'll go home and realize how nasty my hands are, and I can't get them clean. So I'm like, nope, yeah, no, no videos this week. You a hand model now? No, just uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you can check you out your, my, you, you can check out my hands only fans. and everything. Though. You, can, <laughs> you can check out my OnlyFans page. If oh, you want to. Wow. it's got my hands on. We'll it. have to talk about that next time. <laughs> All right, so hopefully we got somebody still listening, but uh, enjoyed talking about the pre-emerge and, and that, but. Um, tell us about tell us about what you've got going on oh, with your music. Okay, so I, for those who don't know, I am in a group that it's not a group; it's two people. But um, I started with a buddy of mine doing music. About we've been doing music for thirty years, back and forth. We went to high school together, but anyways, we got back reconnected and we started making music and. And it's all old school hip hop stuff, and yes, I rap. And it's for hard, those of you that hard don't, don't to believe, for those of you that haven't heard it, I have. You yeah. have shared it with me in the yeah. past, um, and I actually shared it with Brownlee. I didn't tell you. Yeah. I'm telling you now because I've got people listening that if you kill me, they'll know. They'll be witness <laughs> to it. But our both of our both of our explanation of your music was like the Beastie Boys. Yeah. That's exactly the sound. So. If you know who the Beastie Boys are, you've yep. got a pretty good indication of that would of be accurate. That would be somewhat accurate. Uh, we have heavy old school influence, Tribe Called Quest, Beastie Boys, those types of things. But um, so the latest is, and we've probably got forty to fifty songs on SoundCloud. All of those are pretty much copyright loaded. They 
in and the reason why we put it on SoundCloud is because we don't charge anything for it. They don't charge us for it, and we don't get we're not subject to any copyright laws. Nobody, no. In 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 my understanding of that is is that as long as we're not charging for it, it's fine. We did have one song of all the songs we put on um, taken down. I don't know why those people got butthurt or whatever, but they they decided to. And we don't have a huge following on SoundCloud, but anyways. So we started working on some original music, all our own sounds, everything, all the lyrics obviously are original, but, and so, um, we're in the, we're, we started last night and we'll continue through this weekend, uh, final production on an entire album. So we got, um, 12, 13 tracks and one interlude and that'll be available pretty much on all platforms once it's finished. Nice. So, and the group's called Break Two. Uh, just me and my boy, Rob Webb. We've grown up in Murfreesboro. And uh, I I will play it on the show when we get it all done, but I'm really excited about it. it may not go anywhere. Who knows? But, I mean, I didn't think I was – we've – We've taken two years to get to this point. Are you enjoying doing it? Oh, absolutely. Isn't that I, all that I truly it, matters It sometimes? keeps the creative flow, yeah. the juices flowing. And, and, and in this day and age, I'll tell you what's cool about it is Rob has a full-on studio at his house. He's, he's been in music production. He's played at the Apollo. He's an w- unbelievable musician, DJ, everything. Can do whatever. I ask him to re- reproduce something, he'll do it. Just crazy good. I call him the the master. His name is Master Rob. I mean, that's like, what else could he be, right? He has a full-on studio in his house, so he can, and, and we use Dropbox, and he'll produce whatever track, and, you know, we've probably got 40 or 50 that are out. Um, we are on about idea number 250. Like, we have like 250, so there's over 200 that have never seen the light of day. But anyways, he'll do, he'll do, his work on the on in his studio and then put on uh, Dropbox and I'll pull it in on my because I have a little studio at the house that um and I and I'll pull it into my garage band and I'll have the audio track I can record all my vocals just like I'm in the studio send it back to him and then he find, he puts it together so it's it's a we don't have to be in the same place to do it and I, I mean never thought that'd be possible and so it's pretty pretty cool um, you know. We'll see where it goes, but where sure. plans are to play live eventually when you can go play live and and um, you know see what happens. So when are you announcing you're leaving this podcast? I'm not. I'm always like doing. I'm always doing the, the roof here. Nope. I'm always doing the podcast. Um, I will always find time to do that. But um, I just think if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. But I but I think it's a cool little thing. I wanted to update you and then sure. tell everybody because I mean you know hey. I don't. I don't think you can do enough, and, I agree. and especially. I mean, these podcasts don't pay me or us. Right. Uh, I mean, eventually we hope they do. The music has cost us a lot uh, to get going in time, and eventually it may pay off. Well, I think we've got at least one listener, and I can think of them right off the top of my head who enjoys that style of music a lot. Yep. And I, I believe he'll probably be one of the first people from this podcast that that yeah. downloads it and listens to yeah. it. And that's Chris. He's, he's been a big supporter of ours from yeah. the beginning. Um, we were, we were friends in school and stuff and he, he loves rap music. So yeah. I could imagine him, him checking it out as soon as it's ready. Well, tell him, go, uh, profile up on SoundCloud. Won't have any of the, uh, music available on the album. We decided not to give it sure. away. Um, give it away. Good yeah. Way. Give it, we're, we are going to give away some music to, 
kind of promotion things. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, people, it's kind of weird to hear your hear yourself up there doing, you know, and rapping and doing all that. And here I am, a old old guy, in my late forties, just trying to have fun with it. My kids, they joke, but they don't, you know, they're not used to that music. They don't right. grow up on it. I try to, I try to give them some heavy influence. But you know, it's like our podcast. It starts out with. You know some hip hop uh, from yep. back in the day, and it's and we heavy. both agreed on starting it with that. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. you know, and I mean, there's I, a there's a story behind that. We'll you know the, we'll the actual song name. We'll have to dive right. into it one day. One day, we'll, one that day. was our first idea That's for right. a podcast. That's name. right. So if you're listening still and you hear our intro, and you know the name of the song, and you can put two and two together, you'll know kind of where originally the podcast was going to go. So but, what are you getting into this weekend? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna do some. I'll edit this podcast, do some music, watch it rain, watch some basketball, get ready for March Madness. Going to Florida in a couple of weeks, so we nice. need to. We probably need to crank out some episodes. Absolutely, but we can do that. Know, uh, as long as they're not as long as this one, we'll be fine. We're only an hour and ten minutes. Oh, in. nice. Okay, yeah, so well, we got a uh, we got Major League Baseball spring training starting this weekend, which <laughs> yep. gets me excited. Yep, and uh, my my son's supposed to have baseball practice, so. Good luck. I, I doubt we do because we're practicing at a, a park in Antioch. It's called Cane Ridge if you're in the area. It, uh, it holds water or as hard as a rock depending on yep. time of year. It's just not well-maintained fields. Yep. Um, but I have a feeling it'll be underwater all weekend. Yep. But it would have been nice to see them get outside. They've been inside the whole time, and you, you can't tell nothing about how kids are looking. Yep. Um, and then we start um, – we start school ball on Monday um, for my son, the fifth and sixth grade team, which yeah. Parker, which is one of my employees, and I are coaching one of the teams. We've got two teams, so we're going to coach one of them. Yep. So that's kind of what we got going on the next couple of days. Yep. Well, good, man. I hope you have a good weekend. It's you been too. fun. Uh, I listen, I'm going to uh, close in with this. I listened to a podcast this week with Jesse Itzler. I, if you don't know him, you can go look him up. But um, he said that people don't – Un, really understand their relationship with time until they under they, until they understand that they don't have enough of it, and that um, nobody's um, that the uh, you're not promised anything. There's no guarantees, and so he said, until you understand that that time and having the understanding that you can't get any more of it, and that no, you're not promised tomorrow then what are you waiting for? Go out and go do something. That's, yep. that's what I I'm, like it. That's what I'm I, – I screwed up the whole quote, but it's on my Twitter. I, wow, I, you went real deep right yeah, here at the end. I know, but I just wanted to give some money, some well, take you know, home. But it, but it all goes back to the Tiger Woods conversation. Yep. You don't know when that's you. Yep. You don't know when that could have killed him. Yep. Yep. You don't know when that's you in that car. We're not promised tomorrow, nope. folks. And so – Go do something great for yourself this weekend. Do something nice for somebody this, else, too. Well, this won't come out until Monday, so why are we even talking about the weekend? Scratch all that. I know. We'll have Jeez. to go back and edit that. All right, my man. Um, I'm BJ. Thanks for listening to Keep It Real. I'm John. Make sure you share us with somebody who hasn't listened. Absolutely. Hit the download, uh, rate, review. Yep. Follow us on Twitter one of at Keep It Real Pod. Yes. I, one of my favorite things is that we don't charge you guys for listening to this. The only thing we ask is that you tell somebody about it, bring a friend, let them listen to it, give us suggestions, feedback. That's all we ask for. So, yep. Till next time, my man. Haters keep hating. Haters we love you hating. for it. All right.
Talk Later. to you soon. Ah, 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 ah,